0: Good day, everyone. This is Matt with a Cup of Freedom. Thank you so much for joining us today on the podcast. Today is the day the Lord has made, and we will rejoice in Him. I've got my cup of coffee, my Black Rifle coffee this morning, and have been enjoying a just a beautiful day here in uh, South Texas. I hope you're enjoying a beautiful day wherever you are listening from, and a cup of whatever you are drinking this morning. This is a podcast where we celebrate the freedom that we already have in Jesus. Jesus has set us free And we celebrate that, we shout that, and then how can we apply that to every area of our lives? The son has set us free. Now let's live in that freedom, live from the freedom that he has already provided to us. Amen. So thanks for joining us. Uh, We've been, we started a series last week on belief systems, and just a quick reminder, if you missed that, I would go back to, go back to that. But just again, we, we will not live, um, in our behavior consistently. Uh, beyond what we believe, okay. So b- behavior always follows belief, okay. Uh, and so the, the 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 idea then is that God is remind, renewing our minds to the truth of who we are, and then we now live from that truth. That's spiritual growth. That's living. F- that's living in the freedom that we already have. Living from the freedom that we already have. And I, I mentioned to you earlier this year. I wanted to get more practical this year. I wanted to apply this, and this is why this is so important, because we do what we do because we believe what we believe. And if you're not believing truth, and this may be subconsciously, you may not even be aware that you're that you are um believing a lie, but if if what you believe is a lie, then you will live out of that lie. And there's all kinds of lies that we can believe. However,. Uh, the root of any behavior, the root of any behavior, fleshy behavior, religiosity behavior, anything, uh, is based on a belief system. And so this is why this is so important. Maybe you've never even thought about this. This is getting to the root. This is not just chopping down the weeds of our lives, of behavior. It's getting to the root of why we're going to certain things, why – and not just maybe the more negative behaviors, but also – Maybe the more the what we call even more positive behaviors uh, to get our identity, because all of this forms our identity. And if what I believe about myself is is based on truth, then I'm living out of what God says I am, what He's done to me, what He's accomplished in and to me. I'm living from the freedom that I already have. If but if I'm living and believing a lie then i 'm i 'm going to do all kinds of things i 'm going to be living uh, out of a false identity number one, uh, not the real me and then secondly i'm I may be trying to put on a fake identity or wear a mask or all kinds of things hide hide who I am what i 'm struggling with the things that i am am, am dealing with i 'm going to hide that because i don 't want anyone else to know or i 'm ashamed or whatever so, so this this is this is huge so the key i want to start off with a couple of questions today because as we go through this. I'm talking, uh, this is talking about how, how these beliefs, how these lying beliefs can uh, adversely affect our lives, uh, and we may not even recognize it, we may not even see it, um, but the questions to start off with is, what is it you believe about yourself, God, and I would say even others, and, and is what you believe about yourself, God, and others uh, based on truth, based on truth according to the holy spirit that lives in you christ is your life christ is your source <clears throat> and then also what god's word says and or are you basing it on what other people have told you uh, on what the lies of the enemy that have been, been presented to you or, or uh, just messages that you received over time and you began to accept them as truth and we at some point we wake up and we're like we don't even know maybe what we believe We've got all these behaviors in our lives that we can't seem to break free from, and here's, here's the truth. If what we're believing is a lie and we're living out of that, we are going to display fleshly behaviors that will keep us in bondage to that lie. Now, we're still free. Our spirit is still free. We're still free in Christ. I've, I've said this to you before. There's, there's a difference between spirit, soul, and body. But if we are, if we have a lying belief, which that would live in our minds, because our soul is our minds, will, and emotions, then we're going. That's going to affect our emotions, and that's going to affect our behavior. If I'm living out of a lie, my core lie was I was unworthy. I believed myself to be unworthy of love, of acceptance, of approval. I believed all those kind of things. So I went to the behaviors of pornography to get that in a false way. But I also went to behaviors more of what I would say in a positive way of trying to perform or to get approval from other people and from God by doing religious activities, by trying to be a good person, uh, by trying to get other people to like me, all those kind of things. But that still kept me in bondage because if they weren't happy with me or if God wasn't happy with me, then I wasn't doing my part to live up to that. That's what keeps people in bondage. So the foundation, these are foundations that form in our lives. And this, if this foundation is based on a lie, then it's a cracking foundation. But if this foundation is built on the truth of God's Word, that bedrock, that foundational truth... That's why I always say that your identity is your foundation. Get to know who you are in Christ. Get to know what He accomplished, not just for you, but to you and in you. And out of that, that foundation... Never breaks, never cracks. But if I'm living on a foundation, as Jesus describes, made of sand, if I'm living on a foundation of my performance, my approval of others, uh, my significance from something else or someone else outside of God, then I'm building it on a foundation that is at best shaky and at worst going to fall apart at some point. It's not going to be trustworthy. So sometimes it does take a crisis of belief, I will say, to actually make us aware of what we are building our life upon what we are what our belief systems are built upon, and that can actually be even though it 's painful can actually be a good thing for us because again as i 've told you this before on this podcast, I believe now that God is always loving me perfectly and completely through anything i 'm going through he 's not causing all the evil or all the bad that may be happening in my life, but for whatever reason he 's allowing that to happen because he wants me to believe the foundation of what is really true of me and that's been some painful things and, and there's been some crisis of belief of I didn't used to believe God was always loving me perfectly I didn't believe I didn't used to base my self-worth on on who he said I was and what he accomplished in and to me I was basing it on all kinds of other things so those adverse effects affect all areas of our life. So as we're going through this, think of those first two questions. What is it you believe about yourself, God, and other people? And is what you believe about yourself, God, and other people, is it based on truth? Uh, and I think especially we would start with God, because if what I'm believing about Him is not true, that's going to affect how I, what I believe about myself. And what I believe about others. So for example, if I believe that God sees me as he's disgusted with me, yeah, sure, he loves me because he has to because he's God, but, but he's really kind of ticked off at me and he's really not all that thrilled with my behavior and he's really kind of waiting for me just to get my act together and he sure it does feel distant and feel far off and feel whatever. If I think that, then I'm going to carry on those beliefs about myself too and other people. When other people reject me, I could believe that God's rejecting me too. Okay, So that's where the foundational truths of what God has done and what He has accomplished um, are so necessary to be based on truth. Proverbs 4.23 says, We live out of what we believe um, about ourselves. It says, As a man thinks in his heart, so he is. So we will live out of what we believe about ourselves and about God and about other people. And I truly believe much of what Christians today believe because I'm was I'm one of those I'm one of those Christians, uh, are lying beliefs. Uh, just because you're a Christian doesn't mean you are cannot be deceived by all kinds of messages. and We are. We're still in Christ. We're still safe and secure in Him and His love. But we number one don't know what we believe, and number two we are if we're again if we're believing lies that's we're in bond or in chains. Think of the spiritual chains that are that are wrapped in our minds. You want to know the real battle, the real battles in the mind, the lying beliefs. And if you want to experience transformation in your behavior, if you will, then then you're going to need to seek the Holy Spirit to reveal these lying beliefs, and He will be faithful. I had you do an exercise last week or last time on on this to identify what were some of the messages that you received, uh, positive and negative uh and then what what out of those messages what identity developed for you you know maybe you received the messages of uh you know you can do anything you want so it developed an identity of self-sufficiency maybe you received messages that were no good that you were no good or you're unworthy or whatever and so that developed that self-worth of um, i'm unworthy and then and then i asked you to write down maybe some fleshly behaviors that you are going to. I, I hope you did that exercise. If you're listening to this, go back to that and, 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 and because that's how the adverse that's how it adversely affects you. So so that's what we're talking about today. How does how do my belief systems adversely affect my my uh, my life? Well because if I'm not thinking on truth, I'm not believing truth, then I'm not going to be acting on truth. And I know we give a lot of we give a lot of uh, credit to the enemy, and yes, he is the father of lies, and he lies to us. But at the root of this is we've accepted it, we've accepted this as truth. And again, any false belief that's reinforced over time will become entrenched in us, and it will become truth to us. And so, no person can live outside of the foundation of their belief. So, if my foundational belief is I'm unworthy, which is that that was my chain. You want to know what my chain false belief was? It was, and I'm going to give you a few core ones here at the end that you can maybe um, discern through and seek the, seek the Holy Spirit on, but my chain, my chain, my lying belief chain was I'm unworthy, and I lived in bondage to that as an adult for, for man, I uh, 30 years of my Christian life, uh, basing it on what I was doing and not doing, and basing it on the fact that I thought I had to perform for God. Based on the fact that I thought he was still kind of mildly ticked off at me and not all that thrilled with me, uh, and then other people surely won't, and then so that way I, I can't be open and honest with them about my struggle with pornography because God surely ticked off and disappointed. So how are other people gonna, you know, going to um, you know treat me and think of me? So this, and then all, at some point there was a crisis of belief. There was a <laughs> there was an awareness. There was a shaking up in my life that God. Did through several things, through my marriage, through my job at times, through through circumstances, using circumstances that God began to reveal, make me aware. Matt, this is what you're basing your worth on. This is what you're basing your identity on. And out of that, made me aware of it. But not being aware of it wasn't just enough. Uh, the second part of it was I had to see and recognize the fact that I was I was living out of that. I was choosing that belief system was driving my behavior. Uh, and I was living out of those false beliefs, and so then I had to reject that. I had to reject this this lying belief and say that's not true, God, and I, I, I that's not true about me. That's not true about what you say about me. And so that rejection uh, is is there. And then and then thirdly, I had to replace that truth with God's truth. And so this is all done by the supernatural working of the Holy Spirit. But oftentimes he does, There is the shaking up, the crisis of belief. Because at some point you're like, well, this just isn't working for me in my life, and so God reveals. We can still choose to ignore it. He reveals, but but the enemy, the enemy's only power in us is deception and lies. And I have to recognize, I had to own up to the fact that I accepted it. The enemy can't do anything to me because I'm sealed with the Holy Spirit. Can't do anything to me except for lie. Uh, and if I accept that as truth, then that's the bondage that I'm living in. That's the bondage that I can be living in, which is a lying belief. And that's the work of the Holy Spirit to renew our minds to the truth of who we are in Christ. And so what are some of your false beliefs? What did you write now? Were some of them unworthy, rejected, a failure, uh, inadequate, weak, defeated, insecure, fearful? What are some of those? Maybe it's on the more what we saw, the positive side. You're more self-sufficient self-reliant, self-controlling, uh, resourceful in self, fearless in yourself, all these kind of things that are more on that kind of side of it. Uh, what were some of those that you wrote down? And then how, can, how, does that, how does that affect us? Well, again, it affects us because we're living out of a fake source. We're living out of a source that's not Christ in us. We're living out of a fleshly attitude, a fleshly mindset that is, I must do this, or I need this, or I have to have this in order to get my worth, and get my um, acceptance, and get my value, get any of those kind of things. And that's what keeps someone. Th- th- that's the adverse effects. So we can see it with the negative a lot. You know, if I feel un- inadequate, if I believe to be unworthy, I can go all to all kinds of behaviors, of coping mechanisms: my job, uh, alcohol, pornography, um, just you know, all kinds of things to give me my adequacy, that's much easier to see because that fleshly behavior is much more of what the negative is. So we become the people pleaser and we go to whatever it takes to give us that pleasing feeling about ourselves. And we escape that, or we want to escape the feelings of inadequacy. So we go to the coping mechanisms, right? Well, the positive side of it, too, the more self-confidence, self-reliance, self-sufficiency, all of that is really it's, that's where it comes. We become—and we don't see this. We become—we get to a place where we're living independently of God. We may not see that. that. can be in every area of our lives. And it can even happen in our freedom journey with, with, with addictions, just tell me what to do, and yes, I, Jesus, I want your help, but ultimately I'm going to be able to figure this out and do this on my own. Just give me the plan, give me the process, give me the give me the things to do, and I can do it. So it's trying to do anything independent of God. That's the self-sufficiency that comes in. That can affect our marriages, trying to be a good husband or wife, independent of Christ, uh, trying to be a religious person, Trying to be really good or whatever for you know apart from anything apart from Christ is um, more what we call the positive flesh or the positive um lying beliefs, but they're still they still affect us. we don't see those as much because oftentimes, especially in the religious world, they're applauded well look how many look how many times look how pr- religious this person is look how spiritual this person is, look what this person is doing for Jesus, and yet if that's based on what they're doing and not doing, and not who they are in Christ, it's still a false belief. And so this affects us because we live out of what we believe. And so God definitely had to, there had to be a revelation, if you will, of what those lying beliefs were for me. And how it was affecting me. It was it was affecting me on two fronts. It was affecting me on the front of obviously this addiction that I couldn't break free from. And finally, he began to reveal that it wasn't about me trying to figure out how to break free from it. That he had already set me free from it. I was dead to sin and alive to God. I didn't need anything else. I had everything I needed in Christ through for for life and godliness. He had already set me free and made me brand new, and now let me get to know what that is. God, the Holy Spirit began to gently reveal this and remind me I still had a choice to believe it. And so that those foundations of my belief systems began to be, be revealed. And those foundations began to be revealed as having a lot of cracks in them. <laughs> what I mean by that is they were the cracks of self-sufficiency, getting approval of others, and also the cracks of building my life on getting worth from a false a false uh, source of pornography of other people's opinions and all of that and then God began to what I would say remind me renew my mind to the truth that my foundation really truly is built on him and so what are some of those foundations that need to be awakened or be revealed in you what what would it take what is it what needs to happen in your life for that to happen Uh, And you may not even have thought about that. This is not about uh, condemnation. This is totally about getting you to realize that you're doing things in your life and you may not even be aware of why you're doing it. Because any thought or belief system that is not based on the foundational truths of Christ in you, Christ alone, His finished work through the cross and resurrection, uh, to make you a brand new creation fully loved, fully complete, fully forgiven, fully righteous, fully holy, fully blameless, fully brand new right now in Christ. Any thought or belief system that's not based on that, I would say needs to be revealed, needs to be shaken, needs to be brought to a, what I would say, a crisis of belief. 1 Corinthians 3.11 says this, For no one can lay any foundation other than the one already laid, which is Jesus Christ. That's the foundation that we really truly already have, but we still go our own ways, right? We still go the ways of building another foundation on something else. And oftentimes it takes a shaking up in our lives, a crisis of belief to even get us to examine what we're believing and what we're doing. Because most of us are just going through our days. Let me just get to Friday. Let me just get to the next vacation. Let me just get to the next. And I've been there too. I've lived that. And yet now it's, no, Christ is my source. Christ is my identity. Those are the two foundational truths. You want to know kind of how I talk through that, and we'll probably go through this too in a future episode. But but if my if my foundation is built on Christ as my identity— Okay, And then Christ is my source. That's a double-edged, foundational, deep foundation. And sure, God's still reminding, renewing my mind to these truths. The finish line is when we're in heaven with Jesus. The finish line of this, of fully being able to live and believe and know this, yes, I'm a lot farther along in this than I was five years ago, ten years ago, for sure. And each day, he's still renewing my mind. I, have to, I need these reminders. Yeah, Jesus, you know what? You're the foundation. You're my foundation. You're my identity. You're my source. You're my life. Each day, the Spirit's reminding me of that. And each day I can choose to accept it and believe it, or each day I can go out, oh, okay, I'm sure not feeling it today. This is happening in my life, so I got to go out and find this somewhere else. No, it's like, Christ, you are enough. He's enough for you. He's enough for you. And this is how it affects our lives, right? So, So... I want to mention here at the end uh, a few core ones, and again, I don't say this out of condemnation, but I, I do say this. I think there's probably one or two core lying beliefs that you have about your identity, about your source, okay? What source have you been going to? To get your significance or life uh there's one or two core I would say, and then out of that develops other kinds of lying beliefs in different areas of our lives about our job about our about money about our relationships about about work about addictions about all kinds of the, and we'll we'll go into a few of those, but I want to give you kind of these four core beliefs as an overview, and we 'll unpack them a little bit more the next time uh and so the first one basically is what I call um the failure, it's the failure identity or a fear of failure, uh, however I want to say that. It's um, Basically, it's, it says this in some way or another, that there are certain expectations or um, if you want to use the word standard, certain expectations or standards or beliefs that I must make as a person uh, or that God has for me or that other people have for me. And so out of those it's it's basically a per, it's the performance identity. This is this is where the failure comes in. So if I don't meet those expectations that God has for me, that other people have for me and even that I have for myself, then guess what? I'm a failure. I failed. And so um because I didn't live up to those expect and that's the performance, that's the performance trap that we can live in. Okay? That's that's a that's a core lying belief and that can affect so many things. Uh, and and we'll, we'll we'll unpack that a little bit. But that performance identity, uh, which I lived in for so long, uh, we can transfer that onto God. And we think now, oh, well, because other people have these expectations for me, I've placed my own expectations on myself, then... Uh, then I'm gonna, I, I fear failure, and this can cripple us because the adverse effect of that can keep us from trying things, from doing things. Or it, on the other way, the more positive side, well, because I failed in this, or feel like I've got all the, I'm going to push myself out of self sufficiency, independence of God, to drive myself to never fail again. Right. So that's what what happened. Right. So that's one. The other one I would say is what I would say is approval. It's an approval uh, which I was, at some point in my life, was not—performance per- was—and some of these were, were threads through and through, but uh, approval was one that I did, especially earlier on in life as a teenager and, and probably 20s uh, was definitely more—that And that, that is, well, I have, to, I have to have the approval of other people. Um, and, and then I also have to have the approval of God, too. Or uh, and and because if I don't so if I don't have the approval of other people and here's the here's where it gets to be a lie if other people reject me well surely must God must be rejecting me so it's another fear a fear of rejection okay so I got I got to have other people liking me I got to have the approval of others I got to have the approval and acceptance of uh, what other people say about me and this is a crippling most people don't realize this this is a crippling crippling lying belief for so many people. We, this is this comes out in our family systems i got to have if you 're a son and you got to you got to have the approval of your dad in order to feel good about yourself and I know that can be very painful right um, if you 're a daughter and you 've got to ha- have the approval of your parents or your father as well um, if you 're a parent and you have seen that you know seen this lived out in your own kids' lives right you want the approval of your kids maybe that 's just one example it threads through and through um. A third one, I would say, would be uh, this unworthiness identity, and this comes out in, in a lot of ways. This unworthiness lying belief, which which means if I mess up, I am unworthy, and I don't deserve to be loved, I don't deserve to be accepted, I, don't des- I actually deserve to be punished, or I deserve this. And that can be I blame myself or I blame other people for it. I'm unworthy because they never gave me my worth. I'm unworthy because they never did X, Y, Z, whatever. Or it can be more the self-blame of I'm unworthy because I'm just no good, right? And I can't ever quite measure up. I can't ever quite do it, right? That's a throw. And then the fourth one I would say is, and all these kind of have a little bit of some themes running together, but the fourth one I would say is more of a shame-based identity, which I definitely... Uh, lived out of as well. And again, the, the unworthiness kind of goes along with that. But the shame basically says, it's not a feeling of shame, it's a, I, the feeling now has gone to I am. Uh, I am what I am, I am unworthy, I am unacceptable, I am dirty, rotten sinner, I am no good, I am whatever. It's not just I feel those things, now it's I believe them to be true. That's where shame is so powerful, and Jesus set us free from shame on the cross. He took our shame onto himself. And this is what we're going to talk about next, is now how do we live out of the truth of who we are? How do we find our true self-worth? in Christ. And because the, and so if these, if any of those four kind of false beliefs kind of resonate with you, I'm right there with you. Cause I've been kind of an in and out of those. I would say one or two, the one, the, the two big ones for me were the, were the, were the failure one, the performance one, and then the shame based identity for sure. Because those were basically, I am unworthy now. I am unworthy to be loved I am unworthy to be accepted. And, um, um, And that's just that's just what I believe. So so but the truth is, and I want to leave you with this as we go into this next time, because what's the next time is going to be now? How do how do we discover this true worth? How do we discover this trade? How do what does God do in us to reveal uh, and transform these and renew our minds to the truth of this? Because he doesn't want us living out of lies, Because the Son has set us free, you will know the truth and the truth will set you free, right? He wants us to live. You're already free, Christian. He wants us to live from this freedom. And this is where it gets practical. Um, And our role is just to be available to it. We don't have to jump through a bunch of hoops. Our role can simply say, God, I, I know you want this for me. What lying beliefs do I have in my life? And so what I would do is I would take I would take those maybe four core ones I gave you today, and out of what you, out of what you wrote down last week, another exercise could be: How do those line up with these lying beliefs of of performance, approval, uh, the 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 punishment kind of um, you know unworthy of love and being and then to be punished, deserving punishment, and then the shame identity? How do those line up? With some of those lying beliefs that you have. And how, how has that adversely affected your life? And we're gonna get to the good stuff here. This is I know this can be painful because it's like, oh man, I've been living my life this way. I've been going to these sources for my significance, but yet, but yet God says he's not condemning you and being you over the head. Oh Matt, you should have been living like this for no, he doesn't. He said this is what's true of you, Matt. I just want you to know what I've accomplished both for you and in you and to you. Because that's where freedom is found, that's where freedom is lived from and so I'll end with this what's what's your found what's the foundation of your life been based on? What have you believed about yourself, God, and others that may or may not be true and and is it your performance? is it your- ability to get approval from God is it your all the religious things that you do or don't do? Is it your ability to even fight the flesh? If you're struggling with addiction or pornography, is it your ability to even do that? Well, I'm no good because I I obviously can't overcome this sin. Look at this guy. He's able to walk in freedom, but I sure can't. There must be something wrong with me. I I believe that too. I saw other guys were becoming free of pornography, and yet here I was, couldn't quite ever do it because I was basing it on what I was doing and not doing. Jesus wants us to know that he has done it all He's completed the work so that we don't have to do it. We can rest in what he's accomplished. That may be the biggest lying belief that you have, is that there's still something you need to do. No, he's done it all. We simply, by faith, receive it. He's the giver. We're the giftee. We simply can receive this love, receive this freedom. He's offering it to you right now. We can rest in the total accomplishment that he has provided for our freedom, for our identity, for our new source. And we can ultimately choose to keep our eyes fixated on Christ and what he's done and what he's accomplished and and allow that that to be our foundation. That is your foundation, and that can be your foundation. It's all about him. It's all about Jesus because he has set you free, Christian. He has set you free. May that be what you embrace today, experience today. Uh, May that be what, um, that's God's best for you. He doesn't want us living in bondage and living in lies. He loves you that much, and that's what he accomplished on your behalf to set you free. So we're going to continue on this. Please reach out to us. I hope this is resonating with you, uh, and make it practical. Make this applicable to you. Just because my lying belief was what it was doesn't mean that's what it is for you. You probably have one or two core ones again. So engage God with this. I would encourage you to do that, uh, because He will be faithful to reveal, not out of condemnation. He'll be faithful to reveal. He'll be faithful to renew He'll be faithful to replace those lying beliefs with the truth. That is the working of the Holy Spirit. That's spiritual growth. That is spiritual growth in our lives. Uh, maybe you've never heard it explained that way. You always thought spiritual growth was how many times you go to church and how many times you've witnessed and how many um, you know, ver- scripture verses you memorize. No, spiritual growth is actually knowing the truth and living out of the truth that God says about you. And that's I'm. I'm just. I'm more and more convinced of that, the more I live this Christian journey. So, uh, thanks for joining us today. Please reach out to us if you'd like any feed, uh, feedback. If you have any questions, if you'd like to pursue one-on-one coaching, that's what we do. Uh, we also have a men's group that's going on right now. You can join, even though we're already started. You can still join us if you'd like to. Reach out to us for more information. And as we say here on this podcast, come as you are and find freedom. We'll talk to you next time.